0: Many thousands of years ago the Sumerian king Alulim ruled over Eridu, a walled city, a safe space carved out of the unpredictable and harsh river valley that the Romans would later name Mesopotamia. Alulim's rise to power marked the beginning of civilization, and his reign lasted for almost thirty thousand years. The Sumerians, who lived in a world where the supernatural and the material had not yet been assigned to different sides of the isle, would not have choked over the last part of that sentence. On the other hand, they would have found Alulim's placement at the beginning of civilization extremely hard to swallow. In their own minds, the Sumerians had always been civilized. Alulim's kingship, recorded in the Sumerian King List, perhaps the oldest historical record in the world descended from heaven and was already perfect when it arrived on earth. But looking back, we see the coming of the first king in different perspective. It is a sea change in the condition of men, the beginning of a whole new relationship between people, their land, and their leaders. We can't date Alulim's reign, since he is not mentioned in any other records, and since we don't know how old the Sumerian king list itself is. The list was set down on clay tablets sometime after 2100 BC, but it undoubtedly preserves a much older tradition. More than that, the chronology given by the Sumerian king list doesn't exactly match the past as we know it. After kingship had descended from heaven, the king list tells us Alulim reigned 28,000 years as king, his heir, Alalgar, reigned 36,000 years. The length of these reigns may suggest that both of these kings are actually demigods, drawn from mythology rather than history, or perhaps simply that Alulim and his heir ruled for a very long time. According to the Sumerians, eight kings ruled before the enormous catastrophe of Sumerian history occurred and the flood swept over the land. Each reign lasted for a multiple of thirty-six hundred years, which suggests that the king list involves a kind of reckoning we don't understand. What we can do is place the first Sumerian king in the distant past. Whenever he reigned, Alulim lived in a land probably quite different from the Mesopotamia we know today, with its familiar two rivers, the Tigris and the Euphrates, running into the Persian Gulf. Geologists tell us that just before the beginning of history, The date, 11,000 B.C., although far from precise, gives us a reference point. Ice spread down from the polar caps far to the south, down almost to the Mediterranean Sea. With so much water contained in ice, the oceans and seas were lower. The northern end of the gulf itself was probably a plain, with streams running through it, and the ocean lapped up against the shore that lay roughly level with modern Qatar. Rain fell regularly, so that the land was watered. As the climate began to warm and the ice caps began to melt, a process that geologists assigned to the 5,000 years between 11,000 and 6,000 BC, the ocean crept up past Qatar, past the modern territory of Bahrain. Settlements retreated before the rising water. By 6,000 BC, Britain, previously a peninsula jutting off from Europe, had become an island and the shore of the Persian Gulf had crept up to the southern border of Kuwait. The plain that lay to its north was watered not by two rivers, but by a whole complex of powerful streams, their paths still visible in satellite photos. The book of Genesis describes one river with four heads running through the plain. But although the land was watered by this braided riverway, it grew drier. As the ice retreated, the temperature rose. Just north of the gulf, the rains diminished into infrequent sprinkles that came only during the winter months. In the summer, searing winds blew across the unprotected plain. Each year, the streams swelled up over their banks and washed away fields before receding back into their beds, leaving silt behind. The silt began to build up on the banks of the interweaving streams, pushing them apart, and the gulf continued to creep northwards. The people who lived on the southern plain, closest to the gulf, scratched for survival in a shifting and unpredictable landscape. Once a year, far too much water covered their fields. As soon as the floods subsided, the ground dried hard. They had no stone, no forests to provide timber, no wide grasslands, just reeds which grew along the streams and plenty of mud.